0: Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to Horrendous, a Best Friends podcast. I am your girl, Meemaw, a.k.a. Elizabeth. I guess we're still running with that. Yeah. Um, joining me is the Shamil to my shlamazel <laughs> granny, <laughs> a.k.a. Yabitch Bitch Callie. Hi. Hi. I, it's a Laverne and Shirley reference. I have not. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> for those of you who didn't watch Nick at Night or are under the age of 60, Laverne and Shirley was a popular TV sitcom <laughs> that was born out of Happy Days. And uh, oh. they were two best friends, two best gals. Yes. So for those of you who didn't understand that reference, it is a 1970s sitcom
1: I was too poor for cable
0: we bootlegged it Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can't get i again is there a statute of limitations for that my i
1: I can edit it
0: (laughs) my no my ex-stepdad had a friend who was like he was a high school dropout but a freaking genius and he somehow figured out a way. I guess there's a card. There used to be cards that you would put in your uh Direct TV box. Okay. And so he found a way to get a hold of a whole bunch of them. I'm not even <laughs> sure. I may be wrong on this. But like we got free satellite for a while until like they like and every now and then like they Direct TV would like catch on. And uh-huh. then, like, call – and it would, they would scramble it, is what we would call, and then we'd have to get a new card. Then finally, my mother and stepfather decided to quit being, um, you know, thieves and <laughs> pay for uh, satellite like normal people.
1: Airport Road, we had satellite. And it was, like, one of those giant, like, yeah, dishes. Yeah. And the only thing with that, though, was that no matter what TV was on, you had to watch the same channel.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember those days.
1: Yeah, so nobody wanted to watch Nickelodeon.
0: <laughs> Today, I I saw this earlier online, apparently is what they believe would have been uh, William Shakespeare's birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, William Shakespeare.
0: Who wrote notably the worst love story of all time. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I shouldn't say the worst of all time, but one of the worst love stories of all time. And dare I say it's not a love story. It's about a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old who kill themselves because they can't be together.
1: Have you ever met a 13 year old and a 16 year old? Because totally believable.
0: No, I'm not saying it's not believable, but it's not a love story. It's not like some romantic love story like a lot of people try to say that it is. And I know that's not a hot take. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said <laughs> by other people before. I'm just, I'm just re- saying, I'm just reiterating it.
1: It's very believable.
0: (laughs) It's believable, yes. But is it romantic? No. No. Absolutely not.
1: I could not imagine doing that to myself for who I was dating when I was 13.
0: Don't get me started at either 13 (laughs) or 16. Right. (laughs) Both very poor choices. Same.
1: Same. Same.
0: I don't remember specifically who 13 was, but at 16, I can specifically tell you who I was dating and definitely not worth it. That's fair. Here, I'll type you the name. Okay. Remember me dating him? Yes. Yeah, definitely not worth it at all.
1: Uh, 16 for me was and oh
0: lord i forgot about that guy and oh Hmm. (laughs) yeah but
1: reverse the last two they were all friends
0: (laughs) again like listen we're just gonna agree like it's never worth it at all at any age ever no oh that's terrible um but anyway, back to the point. Never a good idea to do that at all. At any age.
1: Oh, 12 and then also 16 again. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Romeo and Juliet not a love st- well, not a romance story. Let's just say yes. that. Yes. It's about two overdramatic dramatic teenagers <laughs> going
1: through hormones.
0: Going through hormones indeed. Um what's new what's new I mean I uh, I already know what's new but <laughs> with you but I what's new with you that you want to talk about on the show <laughs>
1: I got the free trial of Showtime I burped I'm sorry of Showtime so because I know cuz Jake wanted to watch the 24 movies Okay cuz he recently like got into horror Okay. So yesterday we watched The Lighthouse.
0: The one where like Robert Pattinson jerks off in a corner for like 20 minutes or something? Yes. Okay. How was the movie? It was good.
1: I have no complaints.
0: Okay. Is it a horror movie? It's suspicious okay i didn't I guess, think it was a horror movie or so i didn't i just thought it was some weird avant-garde movie
1: it's i don't know i love william defoe he was I fantastic mean, how in do it he
0: not he's a phenomenal actor
1: and i couldn't pinpoint robert pattinson's accent and was driving me nuts until almost at the end of the movie i was like you know what he sounds like leonardo dicaprio doing a boston accent
0: hmm you mean it's not like his southern accent he did in that one netflix movie no i want to i still have not watch that movie i still want to watch it just because the <laughs> cast in it is phenomenal sebastian stan tom holland robert pattinson uh bill skarsgård yeah top notch cast so
1: you mean baby skarsgård
0: baby skarsgård i'm so sorry pennywise himself yeah Yes. Speaking of which, did you know they're making a TV show called Welcome to Dairy? Yes. I expected more of an excited
1: uh Isn't it gonna be was it HBO that's doing it?
0: I think so. Yeah, because I think those movies are Warner Brothers property, so
1: Yeah. I I was really sense. excited for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I knew I had the streaming service that it was gonna be on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still really excited. You
0: don't sound excited.
1: <laughs> I'm like two margaritas in.
0: So. Oh, okay. Well, I love that for you. <laughs> going to keep drinking my polar seltzer.
1: Went to Newport Newport Beach today. Because that's Allie where... Allie be bougie the, like that. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> But it was fun. And then uh, after that, after the lighthouse, we watched Midsummer.
0: I've not watched that movie, but my girl Florence Pugh is in it and I love it. Yes. Her.
1: Like, I think she's my new girl crush.
0: Like, I, I've had this conversation. Sarah, Sarah and I both have had this conversation at work many times. I have made plain she is probably the one girl I would absolutely be gay with. Like,. <laughs> Like, I, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality that I can admit, like, when women are, like, hot or attractive. Yeah. But I don't consider myself a bisexual woman. Like, I can – like, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality. Like, yeah, that chick is hot. Or, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. But uh-huh. Florence Pugh, I think, is the one woman that may make me turn the corner. Like, <laughs> she's just so stunning and she seems just so freaking cool. Yeah. And – yeah, Sarah and I have discussed this at, at at length, like my my love for Florence Pugh. Like she's just, she's so freaking talented. Yeah, I could go, I could gush about her like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. <laughs>
1: um, it's my second time seeing it. I saw it in theaters when it came out in 2019 and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I sat there and thought about it for, like, two weeks straight. And I was like, you know what? I did not hate that movie. Yeah. (laughs) I really enjoyed that movie. So it's one of those, like, Jake was like, I don't know how I feel about it. It was a good movie, but blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, I sat with that movie for two weeks before. I was like, you know what? That was a great movie.
0: (laughs) I haven't watched any movies lately. I did finish... the crown season five and they ended it right after diana and charles's divorce Uh. and you just really and it's just interesting timing for me having watched that season and his coronation getting ready to happen (laughs) because it really just makes me hate him even fucking more yeah, that's fair. Which I get, is a dramata- it's a dramatization. Like, you yeah. know, these are, I mean, there are facts. Like, this, is, it's a fact that these events happened, they got divorced, he cheated on her, you know, things did happen. But as far as how it plays out on the show, there's, there's some liber- creative liberties taken with it, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm just like, fuck you, Charles.
1: That is fair. Um, I started watching The Clone Wars with Keeley. He really likes it. He so calls Yoda. I
0: was going Yoda- say- <laughs> to say, you mean you're watching it and Keeley just looks at the colors and it's like, oh.
1: Yeah. Um, he gets really into it, though. But he calls Yoda Grogu.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in 17-month-old language, that's a. Uh, Gogu, So he always points and goes Gogu, Gogu. And we were at Target, and there was a Grogu Star Wars outfit, and he pointed at it, and he was like Gogu, Gogu. So I had I had to buy it for I say, him. Of course,
0: you had to buy it. Yes.
1: And he held it all the way to the Aww. checkout, and then uh, we passed the shoes, and he went Shoo! Shoo.
0: <laughs> oh he's talking so much that's so exciting
1: so we had to stop by the shoes and he picked out some sandals that might be girl sandals i don't hey, know whatever not, makes him happy they don't even like they're, they just look like birkenstocks for yeah, kids who for cares? babies so whatever their
0: shoes he's gonna grow out of them in like two months anyway right so as somebody who bought shoes for my son in january and I put them on – we were putting on – he was putting his shoes on. And I was helping him get his shoes on before school one day this week. I'm like, your toe is touching the tip of the shoe. And I was like, WTF, WTF man, it's April. Like, how are you grown out of these? So we had to go buy him shoes today. But I yeah. bought my first pair of Birkenstocks today. Did you? Yeah. I went uh, – I got the, like, the foam ones, like the uh,
1: – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the forty buck ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No i I really want a pair. Like I'm not even kidding.
0: Um, they were. Yeah, I got black ones. I, I okay. splurged. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get them, and then Matt said, "Like, we'll just get them if you want them, just get them." And I was like, "Okay, you don't have to talk me into it that much."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I have five pairs of Birkenstocks now.
0: Because you're a crunchy hippie. Um, uh, they're I also, so
1: comfy. And
0: then I also went to Costco and spent way too much money, which, I mean, at Costco is very easy to do.
1: Because everything costs
0: $10. Well, and I go in and I always have a list. But then I see all these things and I'm like – Oh, well, we could – I mean, we need – I mean, we'll need this at some point. Or, oh, I don't think I needed this. Like, I bought – I mean, I did need socks, but it was something that could have waited until next time I went to Target. No, bought a whole, like, uh, 10 pairs of socks and –
1: Listen, you can get 10 pairs of socks for $10 at Costco, or you can get six pairs of socks for $13 at Target.
0: Okay, so I got 10 pairs of socks. They're Puma, and I got them for $15. And people are probably like, I don't give a shit about your fucking socks. Why are we talking about this? I don't know, because this is my life.
1: I also bought that same pack of socks from Costco. And the gray ones, the blue ones, pink Mm -hmm. ones –
0: yeah, yep. and I had to end up splitting them with Brady because I brought them home and Brady's like, "Well, I need socks." I said, "Since when?" Because this kid is drowning in socks. Well, my socks keep getting holes in them. I'm like, "Do you really need socks?" Then so I throw get- them the fuck away. That's what I, I I specifically asked. Did you th- have you been throwing them away? <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Okay, well then fine." So I gave her five of them. Because I, I'm a mother, and that's what I do. I sacrifice everything: my body, my time, my life, my sanity, my socks.
1: I sacrifice my guacamole for my 16 year old today. So,
0: look at us, just
1: sacrificing martyrs. Away. <laughs> so, how do you feel about Trey Parker and Matt Stone,
0: uh, the creators of South Park? Yeah. I enjoy South Park immensely. Have
1: you seen any of their other stuff?
0: Uh, You mean Team America? Sure. Uh, That was interesting, watching puppets have sex. Um, Yeah. I've seen Basketball, and I think that's it.
1: Okay, well, you need to go back through their catalog and watch Orgasmo, for one.
0: I've heard of it, but never watched it.
1: Hilarious. But then you have my all-time favorite called Cannibal the Musical. Oh,
0: no. I don't like that. Okay,
1: I do not like Cannibals whatsoever. But I was like, but it's a musical. Okay. I'm going to try this. And it has their original Let's Build a Snowman song. It is so freaking good until I found out it was based on a real person. Oh. And that is not how it happened. They did not dance around in the snow. And they did not sing a bunch of songs. You
0: mean to tell me, like, Newsies, when the Newsboys were protesting in New York City that Christian Bale was not leading a charge of singing and dancing Newsboys against... Oh, uh, what's his face? Pul- Pulitzer? No, Nope. nope. Oh, Dana, that didn't I, happen. I thought that those were historically accurate. No,
1: nope. nope. They're not.
0: Well, that just takes the shine out of it for me now. <laughs> Fuck history. No. I'm <laughs> I, I love history. I'm just joking.
1: So um, I actually got Jake to finally watch it. He hates musicals, but Patrick and I got him to watch it and – I still really like it. And I was like, wait, I think Alfred Packard is a real person.
0: The name the name is clicking, but I still am drawn a blank.
1: So I Googled it. And I was like, shit, it is a real person. I don't know how I feel about this movie anymore. So anyway, that is what my episode is on today. Good segue. You- <laughs> yeah. And, um... I may or may not have had a crazy week, and I may or may not have used ChatGPT to write my episode for me. Not that I didn't proofread it or make sure it was correct, but then I asked ChatGPT what their sources were, and they told me, I am a bot, I am all-knowing, I have no sources. So I am sorry.
0: Okay. But so we're clear, you did you did research, you just don't have the sources readily available.
1: Right. I read what it wrote, then I read some articles, and it seems pretty.
0: Okay. I trust you that you did not plagiarize.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm plagiarizing ChatGPT, so. Well,
0: <laughs> they can't sue you yet until it becomes self-aware <laughs> and decides to kill us all.
1: Bots have been going on, like, TaskRabbit and hiring. Yes. Okay, so you put up, like, a posting, like, hey, I can do this, this, and this. Hire me. Okay. I'll do it for this much money. Okay. A chat bot went to TaskRabbit, hired someone to do the I'm-not-a-robot CAPTCHA for it, which is hilarious because... It's a bot, it has no money, so this person never got paid to do it. And bots are getting through I'm Not a Robot by hiring people. I from,
0: don't <laughs> like that at all.
1: From like TaskRabbit or like Fiverr.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, it's a matter of time before we're living in Terminator-like times. Skynet's gonna kill us all. But back cannibals. Maybe. To the
1: I mean, as long as I get to be uploaded into the cloud, I'm good. Okay, so Alfred Packer is a name that is synonymous with cannibalism and the records of American history. Born on January 21st, 1842 in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, Packer's life was a series of misadventures that eventually led to his infamy, infamy, infamy. As the Colorado Cannibal.
0: Oh, cute name.
1: Yep. Packer's life story is one of a man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time, who had the misfortune of being in the middle of a harsh winter in the Rocky Mountains, and who was driven to commit unspeakable acts of violence and desperation to survive.
0: Oh, so we're we're giving him a... Uh, what's the, what they're doing it to all the Disney villains now. An emotional back backstory? backstory. An emotional yeah. backstory. Okay. Alfred Packard's
1: early life is shrouded in mystery and speculation, but it is believed that he was born to a family of farmers who struggled to make m- ends meet. According to some accounts, Packard was a sickly child who was prone to fits of epilepsy and mental instability. He grew up in a time when the American West was still largely unexplored and untamed, and it is said that he dreamed of adventure and excitement. Packer's early years were m- marked by a series of strokes of bad luck and brushes with the law. He worked as a miner, a teamster, and a prospector, but he was never able to hold down a steady job. He was known for his heavy drinking, his love of gambling, and his ten tendency to get into fights. It is said that he was a man who was always looking for the next big score, the next big adventure, and the next big opportunity to make his fortune. In the late 1850s, Packer made his way to the Rocky Mountains in search of gold. He was part of a wave of prospectors who were lured to Colorado by the promise of riches and adventure. Packer was not a skilled prospector, however, and soon found himself in dire straits. He was penniless, hungry, and alone in a harsh and unforgiving landscape. In the winter of 1873, Packer joined a group of prospectors who were making their way through the San Juan Mountains in southern Colorado. The group consisted of five men, Israel Swan, George Noon, Shannon Bell, James Humphrey, and Frank Miller. The men were all experienced prospectors, and they had been hired by a Colorado mining company to survey the area for gold. The group set out from the mining town of Breckenridge in January 1874. Yes, Breckenridge, where the beer comes from.
0: And apparently famous for its skiing.
1: And beer. And beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and
0: there's an episode of um, Disappeared, a guy named Royal Scoops Daniels, his real name. Okay. Um, disappeared from Breckenridge. And basically, if you disappear in Breckenridge, they will pull out all the stops to fucking find you. So really? It's a it's a huge running gag on that uh, podcast. And so when you said Breckenridge, it just... <laughs> a little giggle but carry on
1: okay and they made slow progress through the snow-covered mountains they soon ran out of food and supplies and they were forced to rely on hunting and fishing to survive the harsh winter weather made their progress even slower and tensions began to rise within the group on february 9th 1874 yes very hungry
0: that experience at work on uh, Thursday and but I didn't kill anybody
1: that's good I I am glad <laughs> I I would have to do this podcast alone if you did
0: <laughs> not if I didn't get caught
1: that's true
0: anyway go ahead
1: <laughs> on
0: February 9th 1870. 1870- my mom's birthday yes except not in 1800s.
1: No, 1874, Packer arrived at the Los Pinos Indian Agency near Gunnison, Colorado, alone and on foot. He claimed that he had become separated from his fellow prospectors in a blizzard and that he had been forced to eat his own shoes and belt to survive, which they actually, they did that in the movie. Okay. Packer's... Appearance and demeanor aroused suspicion, and he was taken into custody by local authorities. Packer's story began to unravel under questioning, and he eventually confessed to killing and eating his fellow prospectors. He claimed that he had become separated from the group and that he had later stumbled upon the mutilated remains of his companions. He said that he had been forced to eat the flesh of his dead comrades in order to survive. The investigation into the deaths of the prospectors revealed a gruesome and chilling story. It was clear that Packer had not acted alone and that he had been part of a group of men who had turned on each other in a desperate bid for survival. It was also revealed that Packer had not only killed his fellow prospectors, but also mutilated their bodies in order to extract every last bit of meat from them.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. The other men had been shot, beaten and hacked to get death with Packer's ax. Oh my God. Yeah. Packer was charged with murder and his trial began on April 6 1883. The trial was one of the most sensational and controversial, controversial, <laughs> And call, yeah, and I'm just skipping it in Colorado's history, and it lasted for three weeks. Packer was represented by a young lawyer named James Noland, who argued that Packer had acted in self defense and had only eaten his companions out of necessity. The prosecution, however, presented evidence that contradicted Packer's story, and they argued that he deliberately killed and cannibalized his companions. They also presented testimony from witnesses who had seen Packer in possession of the other men's possessions after their death. Packer was ultimately found guilty of murder and sentenced to death. However, his sentence was later commuted to 40 years in prison due to technicality in the legal proceedings. So I don't know how true this is because I couldn't really find much on it, but in the movie, it was commuted because um, Colorado wasn't a state when it happened.
0: Oh, it was still like a territory? Yeah. Okay.
1: So it wasn't a state until he was like going through the trial. Oh, okay. Uh, The five men who died at the hands of Packer and his companions were Israel Swan, George noon, Shannon bell, James Humphrey, and Frank Miller. Their lives were cut short in a brutal and senseless act of violence. And their families were left to mourn their loss and wonder about the circumstances of their deaths. Israel Swan Was a 45 year old prospector from Kentucky. He had previously worked as a farmer and a carpenter before joining the gold rush in Colorado. He was known for his love of music and his skill with a fiddle. George Noon was a 37 year old prospector from Minnesota. He had previously worked as a blacksmith and a farmer before heading west to seek his fortune. He was known for his cheerful disposition and his love of storytelling. Shannon Bell was a 21-year-old prospector from Ohio. He had previously worked as a telegraph operator and a printer before heading west. He was known for his intelligence and his interest in science. James Humphrey was a 28-year-old prospector from Missouri. He had previously worked as a farmer and a miner before heading west. He was known for his skill with a rifle and his love of hunting. Frank Miller was a 27-year-old prospector from Illinois. He had previously worked as a farmer and a carpenter before heading west. He was known for his sense of humor and his skill with a knife. Alfred Packard's name has become synonymous with cannibalism and murder, and his story has been the subject of numerous books, films, and television shows. His case has also had a lasting impact on American law and justice. Packer's trial helped to establish the legal principle of due process, which requires that defendants be given a fair and impartial trial. His case also raised important questions about the limits of self-defense and the mortality of killing and eating other human beings in order to survive.
0: Morality. Mm. Mortality is applicable, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In recent years, there has been a renewed interest in Packer's story, and several groups have been formed to investigate the circumstances of his crime and to explore the history and culture of cannibalism. While Packer's legacy remains controversial, and divisive, his story continues to fascinate and intrigue people around the world. Alfred Packer was a man whose life was marked by tragedy, violence, and desperation. He was the product of his time and his circumstances, and he was driven to commit unspeakable acts in order to survive. The legacy of his crimes has been felt throughout American history, and his story continues to rise To raise important questions about justice, morality, and the limits of human endurance. That's it. That's all I got. Well done. Thank you.
0: Short, sweet. No, not really sweet, but short and to the point.
1: Right. Cannibalism is something I really...
0: Cannibalism is like... I don't get... I mean, I get squeamish, but it takes a lot. I mean, I do work in pathology and the station next to where Sarah and I work is the bone and soft tissue station. So we see a lot of amputations and stuff. Okay. And I, I usually don't get super squeamish, but every now and then I'm, I, I'll am i look over and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like, it's wild, y'all.
1: Yeah. Wild. I I grew up on horror, and I honestly didn't realize I had a problem with like cannibalism, like in movies or anything, until we watched. Um, I think it was Bone Saw, Tomahawk, or no, is it just I watched, Bone Tomahawk?
0: Strong Turn, which is also cannibalism, and right, and that movie uh, scared the living hell out of me. It was very gruesome.
1: No, it's just Bone Tomahawk. Sorry, and Kurt Russell is in it, so I was like, "Oh, I love Kurt Russell!" Like,
0: and then you watched it, and you're like, "Oh no!"
1: I I watched I've never it. And I was it, like,
0: "But I, I I'm going to go on record and say I probably will never see it."
1: Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, but then at the same time, it's weird to me because I'm obsessed with zombies, but that's different. Don't ask me how. It it's is just because, different.
0: Like, cannibalism They're mindless. Like, well, yeah, cannibalism is a very like real thing that people do. Like there was the, what the cannibal cafe website, you know, the chat room people go on. Yeah. Um, it's a very real thing that's been noted like to have happened multiple times throughout history. I mean, you have the Donner Party, you have the Peruvian soccer team that crashed in Mm. the Andes and had to eat each other. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's why it's so scary because it's a very real thing.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what I would do in that position.
0: No, and nobody ever does until you're put in that position and it's an unthinkable situation to have to be in, but you would like to think that you would try to, you know, to not do that.
1: Yeah. Not to say that I, you
0: didn't, but again, it's an un, it's an unthinkable situation. It's in you know, it's yeah.
1: It's yeah. I I don't know. I don't, I would like to say I would starve to death first.
0: Yeah. But you never but know you until don't, you're it until you're there.
1: Yeah. So and it's also my first like toe step back into true crime. <laughs> so yeah. I figured it would be good to keep it short. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well done. Um, Thank you. I'm going to quickly change the subject to some fun news. Uh, Next week, we will be recording with our two favorite identical twins, the Grizzly Grapes Gals. Yes. Um, We will be guest starring on their show. And uh, we're very excited about that. We adore Andrea and Emily; they're fantastic. Yes. I I love their show and what they do. And uh, shout out to Know the Doe.
1: It's Andrea's new podcast,
0: and she's doing the Lord's work by highlighting, um, you know, Jane, John, and they Doe cases. Uh, so, which I think is very important because everybody deserves to have their story told and people, you know, these people should be identified and families should have closure and they should have justice. So Andrea just continuing to be a fucking amazing little badass. Yes. So I wanted to shout that out real quickly. And, uh, we're super stoked to be on their show. And it's been kind of in the plans for a couple months now, and the stars have aligned, and we're actually going to make it happen.
1: Yes, very exciting. It's will be our first uh, collaboration, so
0: hopefully, more to come.
1: Yes. So yeah, it's really exciting.
0: Yes, I'm nervous as hell, but <laughs> we're going to do it. Just again. get drunk. Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) That's fair. Um, Anything else?
0: No, I don't have anything. Um, So we will be doing that next week. So we will not have uh, a regular episode following. But after that, uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program and I'll be coming out you with a story of possession
1: yeah um we might be able to squeeze in an intermission if you're free on saturday
0: we'll discuss
1: yeah (laughs) so yeah that's that's it for us this has been horrendous thanks besties
0: until next time